queremos. The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. All right, shall we uh, have a go at it here? Yes, I think we shall. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, sharing and caring. Sharing and caring. It's a warm and fuzzy episode. It is. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have a stack of headlines to discuss, and we welcome Don D'Onofrio back to the microphone with his thoughts on what Apple may do in 2017, which is this year now. Don D'Onofrio, double D. Yes, he is back. One so, of our uh, favorite guests. So uh, we'll have that discussion later in the show. But first, some news. News. You know what I've been watching over the weekend or what I watched over this past weekend with the kids? Which was like a real bonding thing. Lego Batman? I did see Lego Batman. All right. But this was on Netflix. What did you watch? Boltron. Really? The Boltron reboot, oh. which I was actually surprised at how good it was. All right. It did not offend your sensibilities. It did not offend my sensibilities. And you know what? You know, I was, I, I got into Voltron back in the day in the 80s. Yeah. And then I ended up finding out that it was actually edited from this great anime series that they did in Japan, Go Lion or whatever the heck the name of it was. I'm not talking about the ones that were cars. Yeah. Okay. Let's forget about the cars. Voltron. I'm talking about the Lion Voltron. All right. Which so, was badass. So how many episodes did you find on Netflix? And... I actually, they have two seasons. It's a reboot. They're actually, DreamWorks Animation is redoing it, and it looks fantastic. I had a blast. My daughter loves it because she's totally into anime now. Uh-huh. It was just a lot of fun. So I recommend Voltron for those of you who like giant robot battles. And who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I got back into Luke Cage because I've been watching. Yeah. I got about halfway through and then The Crown dropped on Netflix. And I thought yep. about alternating episodes, you know, <laughs> Queen of England, Luke Cage. Yeah. And I thought, you know, <laughs> that's... sort of the same thing, though, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that might diffuse the narrative of I both. So I, I kind of just plowed him with The Crown because I discussed it with some people. And right. then the holidays came and I was like, you know, I got to get back to Luke Cage. Of course. I've had trouble... Getting through Jessica Jones. Really? I have to get through it. David it's, Tennant, just for the uh, David yeah, Tennant. He's amazing, obviously, but it's just, it's it's a slog. It's a tough story, you it's, know? Yeah, the, the, it's, it's heavy. It, it does not make you comfortable. No, absolutely episodes. not. Absolutely not. But uh, Kristen Ritter was great in the part. Yeah, well, I have to catch up. What is it? I haven't even seen the second season of Daredevil. Yeah, Defenders is coming out. Defenders yeah, is coming out. Iron Fist is coming out. And Iron, I'm a big Iron Fist fan. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe the weather will be inclement and you can bunker in and catch up go. on your Netflix. All right. That was Pop Tech Jam. Yes. Oh, yes. no. I'm sorry. We got yeah. news to do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I guess we got some news. Yeah. News. Just a little bit of news. Just a bit. A little taste. You little know. taste. little taste. So, uh, well, let's start off with the Google. Google. Uh, Google Maps is getting more social these days uh, beyond, uh, you know, just trying to get all of you to the same restaurant on time when you email out the invitations with the, the map pin. And uh, renaming certain towers that are owned by yes, presidential Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Those wacky pranksters. Zany. Uh, zany. Yes. Uh, now, uh, as accounted on the Google blog this week, the Google Maps app for Android and iOS now lets you compile lists of your favorite places and share them within the app. So oh, okay. say you got your favorite Korean barbecue joints all over Midtown. Nice. You got friends coming to town. They want to say, hey, we want to get some bulgogi. Where do we go? And so you just pull up your list of Korean barbecue joints and you send it to them and they got directions right there. And Boom, right there. Yeah, so so it's, it's a way to share your favorite spots. So you can also use it yourself to 
make notes of things at places that you want to go that you haven't you know gotten around to. Nice, nice. So a little, little kind of reminder feature there. But uh, you can also do like top tourist attractions for those out of towners. And, and here in New York, there are many tourist attractions, as you know. Some hidden ones too. Yeah. So so this is a, a new little thing with Google Maps, um, and uh, they are starting to roll that out for the mobile versions. So Android Very and cool. iOS coming to you. Microsoft has also been busy with the sharing. Microsoft, have they cured cancer yet? Not yet. They are still working working on it. It's it's kind of a big uh, grid computing uh, project there. But um, the company announced a new spectator view camera tool for the HoloLens augmented reality headset. Now, this feature uses what's called mixed reality capture technology to let other people see what you see when you are wearing the HoloLens goggles. So this is kind of a perspective of the where if you're doing a presentation or a mm-hmm, demo or mm-hmm. you're an app developer and you want to show what someone would see in the HoloLens goggles with your app or whatever, this camera tool, which is built in to the system, lets you record what you are seeing and then you can kind of show that up so people with the third-party perspective can see from your point of view. So That's interesting. Yeah, and the, the Windows blog has a fairly long post on that where they describe how it works. Um, I like the term mixed reality capture just for the band <laughs> yeah, name potential. Absolutely. Um, But uh, we will link to the blog post, and they also have some samples of what it looks like there. Are you in the augmented reality camp or virtual reality? What's your reality choice? Your choice of realities. It depends. Um, They both have their application. I like augmented reality for things when, like, information, like, I need to know where something's at. I want the overlay of the directions. Yeah. Virtual reality, I find, is more like reading a fiction book, where augmented reality is like nonfiction. Yeah, virtual exactly. is a little more. And and to that uh, point, the Times did a virtual reality film of uh, George Saunders's new right. uh, book, uh, Lincoln at Bardo. I went in and looked at that, and it's very beautifully done. I think they shot it out in Greenwood Cemetery, and mm-hmm. it's this very atmospheric film that accompanies uh, the book. Uh, but that is taking you into a different world. That's right. not augmented at all. That is virtual, and you kind of have to sort of be down with that. Like, yeah, hey, I got 10 minutes to kill. I'm going to go in this virtual world where augmented reality, to me, has more uh, practical, practical applications. applications. Absolutely. So, and not 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 that much flailing around with you know with virtual reality. That's like flailing. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big flailer. Yeah, and sometimes if if maybe you're feeling a little dizzy to begin with, yeah. the virtual reality can can yeah. mess with your. Uh, and we're we're both queasy when it comes to stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, uh, All right. That's why I just wanted to know. Yeah, they, they, it's always good to ask, Absolutely. you know. Now, as you know, it's still February, but those rumors about this year's iPhone model are swirling already. Apple Watchers noted the company recently joined the Wireless Power Consortium uh, for key... Consortiums. I love consortiums. Yes. Uh, which everyone uh, out there uh, all of a sudden began to wonder if the next iPhone will support wireless charging. It's like, why would Apple join this club exactly. if they didn't want to right. be working on it? Exactly. So uh, so that happened this week. Everyone kind of like whipped around and said, whoa, uh, Business Insider was early on the story. But Apple had a rather uh, Appellian response to BI. They kind of you know did their boilerplate statement. Of says, course. Apple is an active member of many standards development organizations, both as a leader and contributor. Apple is joining the Wireless Power Consortium to be able to participate and contribute ideas to the open collaborative development of future wireless charging standards. And then they said they look forward to working with the group. Of course. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. So they just said, hey, you know, we're just, you know, we're not going to, you know, be dominated. We just want to be in the party. We're just hanging out with some bros. Yeah. so, so, So there they are. The Apple blogs were also whispering that the uh, iPhone production could be starting up earlier uh, this year. Really? I think the watchers kind of the factories sort of start rolling in in July, uh, June and July and August for fall release. People right. say maybe they're going to start earlier this year. They're hearing rumors. Perhaps this could be to accommodate new features. Who 
like the aforementioned wireless charging. Maybe. Or maybe they're anticipating a whole bunch of demand because this is the 10th anniversary of the oh, device uh, coming up. I'm so excited. Some <laughs> of the whispers uh, say there are three eighth generation models in the works. These are all rumors again, just uh, blatant rumors here. There you go. According to the rumors, uh, the top of the line one features an edgeless OLED display with an embedded touch ID and a hefty price tag of around $1,000. Other whispers say the headphone adapter to convert 3.5 millimeter to lightning port will be an extra accessory and not in the box. Nor will there be a USB-C adapter. So maybe they're jipping people out of that already because they've had it. Like, they couldn't do it on the iPhone 7 because bunch of dongle-making putzes. Bleep 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 bleep. Yeah, exactly. Putz um, is that a bad word? Putz. If you are word, if you are speaking that. in Yiddish, yes, it is uh, refer to but a I, uh, male I body mean, part. I mean it in the very nicest possible way. Yes. Freaking dongle makers. Again, rumors. Uh, rumors. Okay. It could just Fair be enough. people, you know, wanting to to rile up the audio enthusiasts. Like by, me. Yeah. To, yeah. Well, I am properly riled now. Yeah. So they may stick you for an extra nine dollar adapter, or give you fifteen lightning ports headphones to buy but with your. There you go. Yeah, it's probably the thing. And Double D's going to be here later to talk more Apple, right? Yes, yes. Don D'Onofrio is yes, joining indeed. us. Um, now, Apple is also getting into the original programming business. Uh, Eddie Q, the company's senior vice president for Internet Software and Services, announced a new reality show called Planet of the Apps coming this spring to the Apple Music Service. And Mr. Q played a clip of the show at the Code Media Conference, and they put it online, but apparently it was so bad it, it sort of taken offline already. Really, I'm surprised. I'm um, shocked, actually. It's a reality show uh, that they're doing, and in the clip, developers have 60 seconds to give what's called an escalator pitch for a new app, and then they have celebrity advisors who sort of weigh in. If a celebrity advisor, because I really want celebrities celebrity to evaluate advisors? My, my app ideas. Gary Busey. I want Gary Busey. Yeah, this is, you know, they're, they're doing the old uh, the reality show, yeah, Tried and True here. Yeah. But uh, if the celebrity advisors are sufficiently interested in the idea, if it makes a pass escalator pitch, uh, then it gets a little more development time. And uh, the celebrity advisors include uh, author and entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, along with Will I Am, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Jessica Alba. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow could be evaluating your app. Yes. Okay. She is known. Uh, apparently, she's a heck of a Swift programmer. Um, oh, really? Uh, nice. No, I'm making that up. Yeah, uh, New York. But, that was uh, good, though. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. And Jessica Jessica Alba would kind of maybe give her more. Yeah, I think she's, she's got genre uh, cred. Yeah, but, exactly. But once the apps are developed, the developers will pitch in front of Lightspeed Venture Partners, and uh, whichever developer is selected will receive uh, $10 million in funding to make that app a reality. The winner of the series also receives prominent placement in the app store and, you know, the featured app thing. So this is like Shark Tank. Yeah, and, and I guess... Why? Uh, and and the, the clip and the announcement, I guess, got so much guff from people who were like, guff. what the bleep? Apple is doing you know, this sort of cheese ball that TV show. That sounds so bad. I yeah. mean, like really, really I mean, bottom of the barrel bad. Yes, I and, and I we shouldn't judge until we see the whole thing. No, I'm going to judge. Okay, judge, 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 judge. Yes, yes. Judgy McJudgerson right yes, here. Yes, yes. Gavel on the table. Oh, please. That sounds like it's a pile of steaming... Stuff. Yes. Guff. Yes. It's a pile of steaming guff. Yes. It's it's a uh, the wow. New York City sidewalk special. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I'm so backed up with Luke Cage and everything else. I don't think I would have time to. Uh, yeah. That's not must see TV for this. me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. Unless you're gonna hate watch. This is the golden age of scripted television right now. Yeah. Seriously, I got enough that I want to watch. Where this doesn't even blip on my radar. Don't know Planet of the Apps for you. No Planet of the Apps. God, that, even the name is stupid. 
It it kind of has like a third tier cable. Oh yeah, please uh, feel to it. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if it actually happens after the blowback. Gosh. Moving on. I remember back in 2007 when the first iPhone arrived, and AT and T had this cool thing called an unlimited data plan. I, I do like remember those days. Long, all... long ago. Yes. Uh, now that went away for new customers not too long afterward, and more carriers began to switch to the metered or shared data bucket plans. Yeah, the you know, where you plans, get the yeah. one for the whole family. Yep. Got uh, one but of now, those. We're, now we're kind of swinging back around again, like a really? tetherball. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. After T-Mobile and Sprint introduced unlimited voice and data plans for their mobile customers, Verizon Wireless has come back uh, into the pool with its Verizon Unlimited uh, for calls and internet. Time out blue. Time out blue here. I thought Verizon said it would be the the climactic, apocalyptic event if they continued offering unlimited data. Like it would destroy all humanity, open up a wormhole in space, and suck in the entire universe. It was so bad that they had to stop unlimited plans. And now they're coming back with one? I, I am guessing this might be because T-Mobile and Sprint gave them a mega wedgie. Really? A mega customer wedgie. Base and <laughs> An atomic wedgie. Yeah. Yes. And uh, may, maybe unlimited's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, it was they were breathless saying how this was like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Well, the, well they, they have kind of layered on what you get here. Yeah. So you get this Verizon Unlimited. It includes HD video streaming, mobile hotspot, calling and texting to Mexico and Canada, and up to 500 megabytes a day of 4G LTE roaming in Mexico and Canada. The price tag for all this is $80, so it's not 30 it's not 40 it's 80 you, you notice how I left out the political jokes, right? Yes, No yes. politics jokes. Yes, yes. That was were, easy dipping. To, yes. You left it open for me. I know. And I it's a, it. You could have slammed dunk with an I after there, but you didn't. Yes. So $80 uh, for all of this, but you have to sign up for paper-free billing and auto pay. That's yeah, all right. I'll so do it. just to get you on the pipe there. Yeah. $45 per line for four lines with unlimited data, talk, and text uh, is another plan that they've got there. Uh, also, throttling? Throttling? Uh, yeah, there's, there's actually there's a little footnote uh, down Just at the end that um, after you use that first 22 gigs of data, then they're going to start, you know, choking your uh, yeah. line a little uh, bit. Yeah, so. oh, uh, sorry. I thought you were going somewhere else. Yeah, I was no, about no. to hit the bleep button. No, there. no, no. no? They, they are throttling after 22 gigs. So. Nice throttling after 22 gigs. Uh, now, T-Mobile, for its part, and never one to back away from bodacious marketing, <laughs> uh, responded to Verizon's announcement rather quickly and even threw fresh shade at its rival in the process. Ooh. T-Mobile announced that it, too, was adding HD video and 10 gigs of high-speed mobile hotspot data to its T-Mobile One plan, all for no extra charge. Um, and then noted that with monthly taxes and fees uh, included, you know, they're still $40. I think they throttle, too. Yeah, the, I think they all kind of do. Yeah. And they're saying it's not an introductory price. They're saying that Verizon's 80 bucks was an introductory oh. price. Uh, T-Mobile also introduced a offer of uh, two lines on T-Mobile One for just $100. So if, if you have like a the mini family plan there. A mini family plan. Yes. Uh, but in the press release announcing the service, uh, John Lagare. Yeah. He's that, the, he's is that the how we pronounce his name? That's, yeah. how, we're, that's how we pronounce it. Yeah. Let's go with Lagare. Mr. John, president Mr. and CEO <laughs> at T-Mobile, said, quote, I don't blame Verizon for caving. They just lost their network advantage, and they know it. And more importantly, more and more customers know it. Their back's against the wall. Ooh. So he has thrown out a little oh, gauntlet here. snap. Yeah, T-Mobile does not. Feisty. Uh, yeah. They, T-Mobile's feisty. So they pointed out that Verizon uh, had, had changed its mind, hey. and they, they did a big happy dance. When you're wearing pink proudly, and yeah. pink is my last name, so I wear it proudly. You got to be feisty. Pink, or as I like to call it, 100% magenta. There the you CMYK go. Nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so so we'll, we'll see if, if any Verizon people go to this $80 thing. Uh, I think that uh, they must have been seeing some customers go to T-Mobile and Sprint because why would they have this otherwise? Hey, I can guarantee you right now that as soon as 
Mrs. Kaiser hears this. She's going to be digging into this to find mm-hmm. out if there's money to be saved. Yeah, and like she loves how, doing this. How stuff. long does the plan last? Is it an interest price? Is this paperless billing and auto play? And they're going to hit my bank account. And everyone? she loves to put the screws to Verizon. So yeah. I'm just saying, everyone's got to have a hobby. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, Facebook is rolling out what it calls new ways to watch Facebook video <laughs> on its uh, page. Okay. Uh, but many users will probably call it. How do I turn this thing off? Instead of playing silently, videos will automatically play with sound unless you have your phone set to silent or you have the video start with sound uh, preference turned off in the app settings. This is a new thing they're rolling out. I wish there was someone that would tell us how to turn that off. I have tweeted both the Android and the iPhone instructions already. It's on the help guide. Nice. Uh, you basically have to go into the settings and say video start with sound and turn that off. Because otherwise you're reading your face and everything just starts blaring. It's like hitting so an HTML5 page on the web when you're desktop browsing. Blair, I hate that so much. Well, Facebook said that they did research and, and people were upset that videos were playing without sound and they had to take this extra step to tap the video to hear the sound. And this was just, you know, and they were saying, well, other places start autoplay video with sound and, and our customers wanted it. And that extra tap was just too much effort. All right. Okay. All right. I'm trying not to say a bad word. Yes. Okay. That's bull hockey. Mm-hmm. That is prime grade A bull hockey. This is, we want our ads to be heard, I Exactly. Believe. That is crap. Ooh, I love it when you troll. There you go. Yeah. All right. Just saying. All right. So so you, you have seen through the marketing uh, here. I think everyone sees through the marketing yes. here. Yes. So, so that, but uh, again, uh, I've already tweeted out the instructions. You can uh, go into the Facebook Help Center and say, how do I turn off videos with sound? The instructions are there for Android, iPhone, and iPad. It is possible to turn it off, but it's an extra thing you have to do yourself. That's not the default. So that was their, uh, their big thing. Uh, they and also- you, you know what? We can't be mad. We can't. It's, it's free. It's, it's free. free, and we're the product. Yes. So, um, and, they, and they threw in a couple of other uh, things, too. Uh, vertical videos now have been made larger within mobile apps for the okay. people who insist on using the vertical format for filming uh, their videos. <sighs> and uh, and that Facebook video app for uh, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Samsung Smart TV that we talked about a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. that is real and rolling out soon, too. So you can watch Facebook videos on your set-top box. Not in my house. Uh, or not in your house, yes. Uh, but the people... The pipples who, who desperately want to hear these videos? Yeah, they, they, they All will. All them, you know. They'll yeah, have the big okay. screen. Okay. And uh, Facebook may soon be making a grab for any time you spend on YouTube watching music videos. The social network is said to be negotiating with record labels, music publishers, and trade associations for licensed music videos and other content. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think they're promising a crackdown on piracy and unauthorized use of licensed music in home video as sort of a, a way to help... Uh, you know, share the love with the music publishers. Facebook jumped the shark with me a while ago. And yeah. this is just proving it. They're just good. They're, they're just trying anything now. Yeah, they're not commenting on the licensed music deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the sound with videos thing, that, that is on their site. But uh, So, so you're, not, you're not feeling... Uh, no. Nook the fridge, well, jump well, they, the shark. They, they want to be in every aspect of your life. Nook they want the to be your life platform. Oh, you're scaring the crap out of me just yes. saying that. Ugh. Yeah, so, oh. um, all right, well... we'll Fight the power as long as Fight you can. The power. Now, Amazon uh, is throwing a little love to its business customers. Really? The Uber Mega Everything Store and Amazon Web Services provider introduced its new Amazon Chime Unified Communications Tool this week. Chime? Chime, yes. Hmm. That makes you think of a doorbell yes. uh, kind of thing in the suburbs. Absolutely. 
Chime allows customers to start high-quality video and audio meetings with one click. Customers can uh, host or join that meeting, chat, and share content and screens across devices. It's supposed to be a synchronized experience with a desktop, mobile, you know, iOS, and Android. Everyone, no matter what you're chiming in on, uh, you will have a fluid experience. Uh, Amazon Chime uses noise-canceling wideband audio for the high-fidelity sound and uh, HD video to make it easier to have a real conversation with people kind of in the virtual uh, elements there. There you go. And it's uh, supposed to, again, work uh, great across all of the devices. I haven't personally tried it since I'm not an Amazon Web Services customer. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're saying that uh, it's actually better than many conference room video systems and you don't have to upgrade anything to use it. It's supposed to work on your existing gear. Bing bong. Um, Coming soon, I'm wondering, Amazon Hologram. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So uh, so that's Amazon Chime, though, for people who may be of interest. Fair enough. Now, Elon Musk, when not running SpaceX, Tesla, and working on the Hyperloop or secretly being Iron Man. I was just going to say that. That. He's Sorry. Iron Man. Yes, uh, he gives speeches on technology in his spare time. Does he I really? Does he, he have spare, spare time? time? Yes. Uh, well, he, he made a little time. This is the recent World Government Summit in Dubai. Mr. Musk noted that humans uh, basically need to become cyborgs and communicate directly with machines or they will become obsolete and get left in the dust. All right. See, now he's now he just went right over the top. Yeah. He, I mean, he's I mean, he's uh, to me had a little echo of yeah. Donna Haraway. Yeah, and this, absolutely. Uh, cyborg manifesto. Uh, but we, you know, we'll leave the theory out of it. But, I you know, he's looking. He's looking. You know, I said over time, I think we will probably see a closer merger of biological intelligence and digital intelligence. This is what he's telling the audience there. Mm. Uh, it's mostly about the bandwidth, the speed of the connection between your brain and the digital version of yourself, particularly output, end quote. Okay. So I guess, you know, he's thinking, we, you know, we just have to process faster. We have to keep up or the AI will just, you know, kick us off the bus. All right. He's going buck wild now. Well, he, he's, he's thinking way down yeah. the road. Um, okay. I'm just a little bit worried about the glitch in the matrix. Yeah, of course, as are all of yeah. us. So, uh, but, but that's... They, yeah, well, you, you know, not not like a Steve Austin cyborg, but you know, sort of like your mind What's the is point? a cyborg. Yeah, if well, I'm not going to be Steve Austin, why even bother? Yeah, you know, I know you want that leader dun, suit. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, see, no, the mental nobody cyborgs. can see this, but I'm making the running. I know, motion. and I, I'm hearing the little the little metallic sounds here too. <laughs> yes, I got yes. my uh, Adidas tracksuit, the red one. Yes, uh, all ready to go. Lee Majors did wear that well, yes, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And finally. And finally already? Well, we've kind of been yapping on the news for yeah, a while, and we got Don here. So, yeah, that's true. Um, He's waiting. But and finally, the United Kingdom has set up a new national cybersecurity center and has invited private sector companies to train and collaborate with it on cyber defense. The London hub of the agency was formally opened this week by none other than Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. Queen ain't having no hacking in her oh. realm. You know, she, she's not having this. Uh, Heck no. The NCSC, as it is known, uh, started last October... And it's part of a 2.4 billion, or if you're going to go pounds, 1.9 billion pounds program to boost Britain's cyber defenses. So far, the center has delivered trial services to look for vulnerabilities in public sector websites, help government departments better manage spoofing of their email, and it's also taken down tens of thousands of phishing sites that were harassing people in the UK. Wow. So, you know, again, the queen is not having her subjects hacked. She doesn't mess around. And it made me wonder, do we have anything like this in our country? I mean... I don't think so, do we? Yeah, I know we have tons of, of cyber agencies and things, and there are like online.gov and sort of public service things, but nothing that's like really working no. with companies, unless, you know, I'm just not privy to these uh, discussions. And and they spell it the English way with the center with the R-E. Nice. The that's so classy. It is. That's so, classy. 
So, uh, but yeah, there, there's lovely pictures of the queen and her her matching outfit and going into this uh, London hub and, and working and, out some code. Yeah, you know, yeah. she just banged out a little bit of yeah, you yeah. know, uh, see, yeah. uh, and and uh, opened the center and, and off she went to tea. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> they're off to tea. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so that's about uh, all the things in the news for this week that that we could see and fit into this uh, section of, of the course. show. If you want to find out more background information or where we got these stories, mm-hmm. we will have links on our show page at. PopTechJam.com. Up next, Don D'Onofrio. Don! As we promised a few weeks ago, our good buddy Don D'Onofrio is back in the studio here. Uh, for those of us who listen regularly, uh, you may remember Don stopped by to talk about Apple's 2016, the good, the bad, the what the heck. Uh, we promised he would come back uh, a few weeks later, and here he is. And uh, now it's 2017. Apple is doing some things. Uh, we had him in the news. They always seem to be busy doing something. The stock price was at an all-time high this week. Right, they announced uh, their quarterly earnings, which is kind of what drove the stock price, and they had another crazy bigger-than-ever, bigger-than-Russian-oil-companies quarter. Yeah, and and so all of these people who are thinking, oh, Apple has lost their touch, Apple's in trouble – it kind of refutes that. Now, we, we were talking uh, before we turned on the mics here about is Apple actually in trouble? And then you thought, had some thoughts on this. Yeah, so well, uh, I, what do you think, Don? Again, what is your measure here? And, I, you know, and what we kind of came to after as we were talking is like the fact that you even have to ask is are they in trouble means there is to some degree some trouble. There's either a perception that they've lost their mojo and, you know, and there's also several different levels here. I mean, the you know, if you and I talk, you and I follow Apple and you talk to anyone who's in the geek sphere, you know, they're like, Apple's this, Apple's that. Whereas, you know, you talk to the average consumer, you go into a, you hang around the AT&T phone store, or the Verizon phone store, you know, what is the buzz from those people and where are they going? And, you know, there's kind of a belief maybe only by the geek sphere around Apple that they kind of lead that trend. I'm not really sure that's true. You know, again, Apple's been uh, at another huge quarter selling things very well. Yeah, so but, a lot uh, of that. And and it begs the question, like, who, who predominantly is saying that they are in trouble when we hear rumors? Is it nerds who are unhappy because they've drifted away from their kind of core mission of, of excellent computers and groovy gadgets or well, people who are disillusioned in general? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how to kind of quantify that, but I did recently rewatch – big chunks of the WWDC announcement from 1999. Whoa, because you have was, them all on your Apple TV, right? I don't have them all. Uh, it was online. It's on YouTube. Uh, it, was, it was just interesting because it was so simple. <laughs> Apple spent like 45 minutes talking about QuickTime Server, you know, which who even remembers or cares about now? And yeah, what, I mean, you, know, you get that much for a game demo now. Yeah, but that kind of in some ways is the Apple we're measuring against. We're like, oh, Apple would have these innovations and do whatever – and leading the ways. But, you know, now they're in so many fronts. They're in computers still. They're also in consumer electronics with the iPhone. They're in music with iTunes. They're in TV with the Apple TV. And, you know, they're also in services with, you know, competing with Dropbox and all that was the other things, which is, you know, where Apple kind of is claiming to kind of get their next big round of revenues. And potentially they're also maybe looking at making cars. So, you know, they're fighting the battle on a lot of fronts and, you know, maybe they're too distracted. They're spinning too many plates and some are falling to the floor. It's hard to say. For for years and years, they own basically 
graphics and photo and desktop and creativity. And now Microsoft is making a run at that with the creators update, which is due out. I've heard an April date, but they are adding a whole bunch of visual tools in there. They've got all this touchscreen stuff happening. They seem to be kind of running at Apple's right flank for creative professionals who maybe they're not getting the Mac or the Mac Pro that they want. Do you see Microsoft being able to lure people, especially since like Adobe products are cross-platform now fairly reliably and a lot of stuff are not Mac-only programs? Yeah. Do you think they should be I mean, whether or not they're, I guess the question is if they are successful, will it really impact Apple? Will Apple even care? I mean, if Apple sells a half a million less Macs a year, Will they feel it? Will they care? I mean, obviously, it won't really affect their bottom line because sixty north of 60% of their profit comes from or their income comes from the iPhone. So that little bit of it. But will it have a trigger on effect of, you know, kind of decaying down? And would, yeah. would, it, would it affect the, what we were talking about before, the conversation in a Verizon store? If someone's like, oh, my brother that works in Photoshop now uses Windows and he used to always use the Mac. Would that make someone not buy an iPhone and would that trigger all the way down? Yeah, or, or just I don't brand know. loyalty and maybe they start drifting away. I mean, I don't Windows Phone is clearly uh, yeah. not a threat here, but yeah. I mean again the Samsung but, phones come out and aren't on fire and are great, maybe they yeah. feel less compelled to buy an iPhone. Yeah, and you know, Microsoft case, you're t- talking about that Microsoft Studio, which is the hardware implementation of what you're talking about. Where it's yeah, a, and the new operating an, system that comes yeah. out where they're adding all yeah. of these Groovalicious things yeah. for and visual it's, pros. It's a machine you can tilt down for people that don't yeah, know. You can like tilt a, it down like kind table. of like a drafting table yeah. at like a you know fifteen degree dangle on your desk, and you can have your hand on it while you're drawing. Yeah, clearly like going fine. for the architects and the. People but it's who... it's very expensive. I don't know. Microsoft probably has not released any sales numbers, but it's like a four thousand dollar machine. It's got the guts in it of a laptop, so it also I think only takes sixteen gigs of RAM. You know, and again, what is the measure here? Is the fact that people are talking about it, that we're talking about it, does that mean it's successful? Yeah, yeah. Or when it sells? Maybe they'll lower the price yeah. and make it better yeah. next time. But also, well, you know, I've almost like come back to me when it's selling 6 million units a year or yeah. when it's selling, you know, significant numbers, you know. So I'm not sure. I don't know what the, I mean, I have a good friend who we debate this back and forth continually and I'm like, well, and he's like, Apple's basically toast. He's like, he's yeah, written so them off. this is your version of the political argument. Yes, exactly. Microsoft, yes. You know, but he's a professional photographer. He needs, the, he's in that camp where, you know, he needs a, a very powerful machine to put next to his camera and do whatever he needs to do. And, you know, the fact that they don't longer make the cheese grater and the Mac Pro is four years old is like, uh, the cheese grater is the old Mac Pro model. Yeah. You know, is left him very frustrated and feeling very... I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, it feels abandoned if they're not meeting his needs, I'm sure. I mean, the other thing, too, is Apple is slowly moving toward, and I guess we'll see, there are rumors for, so doing a little prediction here for 2017, there are rumors, pretty, you know, believable, I guess, that Apple's going to further fracture the iPhone model where there's going to be. Yeah, we've heard three versions of the 8 or the 10 or whatever they're going to, the X, yeah. whatever the next There's going to be is. one new model that I'm guessing will be 100 bucks more at each price point. So yeah. for the 32 gig model, it'll be $100 more than the current 7 plus. And this $1,000 rumor? Do you uh, think that's well, I think legit? the $1,000 one will be, so right now, the the best iPhone you can buy right now with the most RAM and the biggest screen and everything else is 969. Okay. So, so you're only like $70 short. So if they jump that by 100 bucks and that top yeah. model will be if they jump all those prices by $200 then two models will be over 1000. Yeah. If they all jump right, all yeah. So but the other question is like now you're walking in the store and like well you can have the super awesome good one. Yeah. Or you can have this one that's basically the same case as last year with new better internals. When Steve came back, when he started to sort of pare down a lot of the 
sub models within models because it was too confusing. I think we were at the Macworld keynote in like 2004 right. when he said we're only going to have like two desktops and two laptops. Yeah, and, and there was even a question mark in one of those boxes. So what he yeah. announced it, we even have the fourth one. Yeah, and and so now they they're kind of you know branching out again. There's a lot of people who want things that they don't have, and it's like no, and so it's like where yeah. they're still saying that no, and so people want what they want, and and they are fighting battles on many many fronts now, and. Maybe it will be time that uh, they will have to sort of rethink their divisional structure, which had been really the key to, I think, their success for a long time. All right. Well, one last question before I let you go, because I know I've been hogging up a whole chunk of your time. They'll probably, we're thinking they're going to have a thing in March. Uh, right. And then, of course, WWDC is a given every year. Cause right. That's when they it's usually around it. June. Yeah. Do you see them announcing anything we're not expecting at any of these? Like, I know people have been wanting them to get into the automated speaker thing, your Alexa, your Google Now do you see anything like that happening or anything unexpected that Apple people will be like, whoa, hey? I don't know. I mean, a new product categories is yeah. a code word for this. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they would uh, come up with a, you know, home hub type device. You know, they have Siri. They have. Yeah, they got the home kit. You know, thing. they have home kit. They have a lot of different presences in that market. And I think that they certainly could. I don't think we'll see anything about the car this year. There's always some crazy AR thing that they could do. Whether that would make a separate device or whether or not they would kind of take the Google approach, which is just a nice comfy headset that has, you know, related software that you can snap your phone into. Well, if they have a thing in March, which we're pretty sure they will just because of rumors, we'll have you back to discuss whatever happens in March. And then clearly WWDC, which is the big one where they they sort of talk about the next operating system. Generally, WWDC is only software. Yeah. I mean, generally. Occasionally, they throw a hardware thing in there. Maybe we'll see a new Mac Pro. Would Apple ever just bring back the cheese creator? Would people just, you know, would they ever just do the MacBook Air? Like, you know, why not just give people what they want? Yeah. All right. Well, well, Don, you will come back uh, in March and uh, June, and we will uh, continue the conversation and and see how good your predictions were. Sure. All right. We've been chatting with Don D'Onofrio, our favorite in house Apple guru here. Uh, Don, thank you again for uh, dropping by, and we'll see you in March. Thanks for having me. All right, we got rid of Don. Well, it's just, you know, he had things to do. I could listen to him talk about Apple all day long. He studies it like it's he it's does. almost like the Talmud. Like he, he's studying a, the Apple. And let's, let's not joke around. The man's the real deal. I mean, he knows his stuff. Yeah, I first met him years ago when he was taking Macs apart. He's yep. been a hardcore Mac technician for years. He is indeed. Uh, and and he, he knows the company. So. He does indeed. So we I'm will still have... trying to figure out what the cheese grater means. Oh. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt your flow, so I didn't Yeah, well, remember, remember a few generations ago, the big uh, Mac Pros that were in the silver case that had the sort of... Um, oh, yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, yeah. They, it's so, a, you got a cheese grater. Okay, yeah, they, and they had it. the air vents, but they yeah. look... Yeah, so that, that's a cheese grater. I got one of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I feel cool. Yes, now you're, now you're hungry for, for grated Romano, too, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, now I'm going to a little pecorino. Yeah, you know, yeah. sprinkle it on your pasta tonight. <laughs> but uh, but to your point, yes, we do have to go. Yes, we do. we got to thank the bros, too. Yes, thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Bootbybros.com. Build something with the bros. And thank you, listeners. Uh, we hope yes. everyone is having a uh, pleasing winter or summer season, depending on your hemisphere. That's right. And uh, we I always forget we're global. I know. And, and we're already halfway through February. That's so right. So rolling through the year. Yep. But we will be back next week with more of the same. Uh, one of these days, we got to get Laura Holson uh, back in the studio, She's too. She's a busy woman, though. I know. Uh, trying to get on her schedule is oh, yeah. uh, something. So until next week, though, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Baylor Rafael Rosado. And everyone, I uh, hope you had a happy Valentine's Day That's this right. week. Happy and uh, now we're rolling on into March. That's right. Rolling on. And just one more time. Crap. Oh. Crap. It's just like Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>